This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another installment of Literati, a comedy podcast about the greatest American novels never written. You know, it's funny, we call it a comedy podcast, but really it's very serious and we're kind of just talking about all the most important things of literature. So that was the producer yeah. sort of tagged that yeah. on. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, there's humor in life. Yeah. I mean, any book you're going to read, there's elements of humor. So yeah, I mean, you know, there's is, uh, slapstick here. I will fall down several times during the recording, but yeah. that's just because I'm unstable and yeah. my body's shaped like a top. Yeah, that's true. Your body is shaped, yeah, it's shaped like a, a top. I come to a very narrow point. And if you stop spinning, you just sort of fall over. Um, so I guess it's comedy in that way, but in another truer way, it's drama. Yeah. So, I guess welcome to Literati, a drama podcast about the greatest novels never written. Yeah. Uh, I'm Michael Wolf. And I'm Colin O'Brien. And that's Colin O'Brien, and we're the hosts of the show. And you know, Colin, I gotta say, I am so excited for today's episode. I haven't read or written a single thing in all week just to get ready. So oh, today sort I'm of, ready to go. Yeah, okay, sort of a, a literary fast exactly. sort of thing. Uh, so that Cleanse you can, my palate. Yeah, really indulge today, mm-hmm. yeah. I've been taking random pills from random bottles, hoping that they're mine. Yeah. How has that turned out for you? Mm, my body hurts. Okay. But also my... But did did it at least feel like better than it's ever felt for a while before it started hurting? Oh, yeah. Real high highs before super low lows. Okay, gotcha. But my rosacea is mostly gone um, from my body to my face. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it's great. Because as you know, I am uh, what's called a... Uh, top-down swimsuit model. So I pose... This is just for fun. This isn't... Obviously, I make my career as a writer, um, but uh, for money on the side and for fun, I pose in magazines, um, but they cut off my head. It starts at the neck, it goes down. Yeah. I've. Yeah, you do good work, though. I've seen... I've seen... Uh, J.C. Penny. Yeah, J.C. Penny, J. Crew, mm-hmm. all the big J's, yeah. Hustler, yeah. And it's just, my body is my temple, and I pray every day. <laughs> and your head is sort of the trash can. Yes. My temple. Yeah. My head is the trash can or the spittoon. Basically, yeah. the stuff that has to leave the temple as soon as it can. Yeah. It's, it's not really yeah, part of it. Yeah. It's where the excommunicated go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, now, Colin, what do you do for work? Because I know you you are obviously a super prolific writer who has never once been published. So no, I've never been published. I, I, which I, I just say that's good. That means you're on the right track. 
Yes, uh, there's yeah. I, you have I, to get rejected before you. Can oh, have you success. have to get rejected before you have success. So, uh, so you know, I mean, I take, uh, I take, uh, you know, uh, pride in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am writing all the time for money. Uh, I, I know you. I've told you many times. I'm mm. I'm too proud to beg, but yes. I will uh, sort of wander the streets looking for money. And I I, I think you've heard me say several times. Uh, some of this garbage has got to be money. I've and, heard that many times. Yeah. And uh, that's as what I, I jump into a dumpster. Yeah, yeah, you are one of the most proud guys I know. You would never stoop so low no. as to beg, but you will go around streets and stand out in front of supermarkets just sort of implying that you need money yeah yeah saying things like yeah. sure would be good if someone gave me money uh yeah well i i, I do that I, I pull out my wallet and look in it and go there's nothing there stuff like that you know in front of large crowds yes yeah um and that's just a little where all the money go i have none again stuff like that yeah because it's not begging um, no. If you don't look anyone in the eye. Yeah. So and also I steal. Yes. Yeah. You are a cat burglar. Yeah. You have so many cats. Um, today we wanted to talk about one of the fundamentals of writing. Yes. Sentences. Sentences are the roads that connect the highways uh, uh, to the it's, cities It's more that like are it's thoughts. like the blood... Yes. Of sentences are the blood. Blood and then uh paragraphs you know, are the, arms. I feel like that's more blood. It's like a blood, blood clot, a blood yes, clot. Or like a, so like sentences are the blood. Mm-hmm. Paragraphs are the blood clot and words would be blood cells. Yes. And oh yeah. Like periods and commas are like the periods blood. is definitely blood. Yeah, also yeah. blood. Yeah. And a comma would be like a little bacteria that got in there. Yeah. And you're like, you should see a doctor. Yeah. Is that, that's a pretty clear. I think that's, yeah, I think that's clear. Yeah. And I think you'd find it, if you went to any writing school, they'd be using the same sort of analog to explain that. Absolutely. Uh, that's, that's in all the how to, you know, writing for dummies sort of mm-hmm. books. Uh, the, the blood, blood metaphor of writing. So we wanted um, to just look at what a sentence yeah, is and, and how to improve our sentences. Yeah, how can you improve your sentences, make stronger, more vibrant, lively sentences, uh, you know, and, and just uh, inspire, uh, you know, the reader's imagination uh, mm-hmm. more. Because uh, so, there's never a sentence that can't be improved. Exactly. And stuffed full of life. Exactly. So so I'll take an example uh, right here. Okay. Uh, you know, we start with a very simple sentence. The truck drove down the road to the house next to the farm. And you're uh, done. Yeah, and that's yeah, like yeah, a finished you, book. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, you get the information. You, sure. you understand what's going on. But, you know, it's it doesn't really paint a picture, does it? I guess not. Yeah. I mean, I know something about a truck, something about a road, something yeah, about a farm. But, you know, you want to, you want to, you know, what I want to do is I'm going to take that sentence, you know, it's, you got your information, you got your basic information, but what I want to sure. do is uh, add some adjectives to that sentence to sort of paint a brighter, livelier picture for the reader's imagination. Oh, so, like putting ornaments on a Christmas tree. Exactly. Okay. You still got the same tree, but it's a little nicer to look at. Now okay. I understand. Now you understand. So here we take that simple sentence from before and just add a few little adjectives. See if you can pick them out. The big truck drove down the big road to the big house next to the big farm. Wow. 
You see the difference? Yeah, right away. It's hitting. Yeah. Okay. You got a picture in your mind. All this shit's big. Yeah, it's really big. Yeah. I did you have any sort of uh, you know, in your mind, did you see any sort of sizes before when I you no. heard the first sentence? No, the first time I heard that house, I assumed it was a small house, like yeah. the one that uh, me and my son live in. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But now here's the thing. Now we have that sentence. Now it's a little too wordy, don't you think? That's true. It's sort of uh, clunky, and the way you said it, you sounded kind of dumb. Yeah. So what we want to do, because that's not my fault, that's the sentence's fault. Oh, of course. It's always And this is just an exercise. Uh, So now what we want to do is see if there's some words that maybe we can take out. We've added some. Now let's see if we can take some words out. Interesting. Some words we can lose. So this is what I did. Here we go. Big truck drive big road to big house, big farm. Yeah. Now that's perfect, right? That's perfect. That's a perfect sentence. Ready to print that because you get all the information you need. Yeah. Adjectives and something about a house and a farm and a truck. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's quick, you know? I like that. Yeah. And every every word needs to be there. We've mm -hmm. lost the ones we don't need. And it just, it paints a picture and it's, you know, it's fast. It's got juice. You know, it it gets to the point. Now, I have a sentence here that I wanted to try and improve. Sure. Um, Absolutely. Here it is. Mary sat by the window and stared out at the gently falling snow. It's not bad. Not great. It's you not know, bad. It's not bad. Nothing to shake a stick at. No. But it's missing something. A little and, something. And this is a case of where one word can really make a difference. Because um, you want to have a point of view. You always want to have a perspective in your mm-hmm. writing. Yeah. So let's see if we can throw in one word uh, that sort of, I don't know, kind of ties the whole thing together. Sure. Please. Mary sat by the bitchin' window and stared out at the gently bitchin' fallen snow. Now that I like. Now there that, you go. Now that's a sentence. There's a little bit of life to it. There's yeah. some pizzazz. You know, that some... sort of shakes you out of your routine, you know, gets you, mm-hmm. gets you back into things, gets you into the world. And if you've ever looked at snow, you it's know what bitchin'. I mean. It's, it's bitchin'. bitchin'. Yeah. And also, I just want to say, I know the listener can't see this, but um, everything's written in Helvetica except bitchin', uh, which is... Um, written in uh jester font and it's um a lot larger and it's red and italic yeah and it just yeah. sort of draws your eye to it yeah which is i think it's great um another example uh for you let's start with the sentence johnny and melissa ate three hot dogs mm. okay that's it's all right yeah, yeah. we know who's there yeah. we know what what they're doing okay we see that great but you know what I think the problem is? It's not enough hot not dogs. Not enough hot dogs. So here's what I did. Classic mistake. Here's what I did to the sentence to make this a better sentence. Johnny and Melissa ate 15 hot dogs. Yeah. Now that's a better sentence, that's right? Like, that's almost a book right there. Yeah, and then you have I questions. feel full. Yeah. And it raises questions. You want to know more about these people? Are they were kosher they, hot they, dogs? Yeah. Are they getting sick almost immediately after finishing 15 hot dogs? Any condiments on there? Yeah. What? Yeah. So it raises questions. Now you want to know about these characters mm-hmm. and you can delve into it a little bit more. Yeah. One more sentence that I have that I'd like to see if we can't spice up. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Here we go. This is a stock sentence we pulled. 
I am the very model of a modern major general. I've information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fights historical from Marathon to Waterloo in order categorical. I'm very well acquainted, too, with matters mathematical. I understand equations, both the simple and quadratical. About binomial theorem, I am teeming with lots of news about the cheerful facts about the square of the hypotenuse. I'm very good at integral and differential calculus. I know the scientific names of all the beings in Amalculus. In short, in matters vegetable, animal, and mineral, I am the very model of a modern major general. If I'm being honest, TMI. Yeah, you know, I think I just trimmed this one down to I'm a good general. Yeah, that's perfect. Cut the rest. Okay, and I I guess we just have one more sentence right here that we can uh, work on, see if we can't punch it up. Michael is stronger, smarter, and better looking than Colin. You know what? Actually, I think this one's pretty good. Okay, I might have a few adjustments. You know what? No, no, you're right. It may be better at sex, but besides that, I don't really think think no, okay. it needs to change All right. too much. Okay, right, fine. Yeah, we can just move on then, I guess. Uh, great. Yeah. Uh, well, we're not going to agree on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. You know, it's too late because I already got a tattoo yep. on me. Okay, great. Well, uh, enough about that. Just remember when you're writing, you start with a sentence and you build up from there. Yeah. A book is just a city full of sentences. Yeah. And uh, everyone uh, has to get along and live together and, you know, create a society. So with that, we'd like to bring on our reader for today. I think you're really going to enjoy her. She also writes in longer than sentences, but they're really concise, sharp ideas. Yeah, very, yeah. Uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't mince words, doesn't waste time. Yeah. And I think you She's can to the point and pick up on that from her writing. And yeah, just see, absolutely. How do you say exactly what you mean? Yeah. Her name is Belinda, and her book is I'm Not the Saddest Woman in My Neighborhood. So please sit back and enjoy... Belinda. Uh, hello. Thank you, everyone, for gathering here today. Uh, so I wrote my memoir, I'm Not the Saddest Woman in the Neighborhood, to address the elephant that I had felt was growing in the neighbors of my cul-de-sac. You see, whenever I would go to a yard sale or any kind of neighborhood gathering, I felt as if everyone was looking at me, as if they felt bad for me, like they thought I was the most depressing person they'd ever been around. And frankly, that is absolutely not true. I'm very happy with my life, so to address these concerns, because no one wanted to talk to me directly face-to-face, I wrote a memoir listing all the examples of how I'm living on Easy Street. Now, let's just start with the first example. I don't think you all have noticed, but I just got a new car. (laughs) Sure, what I call a car, you call a bag of trash that I drag in between my legs. But the fact still stands, I have a new car. See, I'm definitely living high off the hog. Also, chapter number two. By the way, all these chapters are about a paragraph long because I wrote them on small little post-it notes that I got from the floor of the street. See, another example of how I'm a scrappy lady and I don't need to pay for supplies. Example number two. I don't know if you neighbors have realized, but I have a lucrative and fulfilling job. Mm-hmm. I'm a patient in a clinical study for a controversial epilepsy medication. It was a very selective study. Only the people with the most debilitating epilepsy were accepted. Mm-hmm. 
And through this study, thanks to me, the scientists have learned that one of the ways a body reacts to the medicine is by getting more seizures. See? I'm living high off the hog. Let's move to chapter number three. I have a wonderful dog. Mm-hmm. That's right. I have one of the best dogs in the world, but, you know, like any dog, he's got problems. I still have to train him. Of course, it's pretty easy to train a pair of socks tied together with floss and googly eyes. He's my best companion. I take him around the neighborhood every day. One didn't think that a heart could grow larger, but it has, having him in my life. Of course, I had to get him after I lost my baby. Of course, what I call a baby, others would call a pumpkin filled with yoo-hoo. Chapter 7 I'm doing great because I have my own business. That's right, not only do I have a lucrative job, but I've also started my own business because I think it's important to work with your passion. I have started my own jewelry line. In fact, if you see me walking around, I'm always wearing some of my favorite signature pieces. Of course, what I call jewelry, you call it nothing there. But the fact still stands, I'm covered head to toe in it. Chapter 12 I'm constantly having delicious meals. That's right. Every evening I come home and wind down with a delicious meal prepared by myself for myself. And by delicious meal, I mean saltines mixed with cat food. Now, um, this is an addendum to the book, and I wrote it after I noticed that a lot of people were not buying copies of my book. I don't understand that when I make eye contact with everyone, why people start to cry. Some say they think my life is nothing better than a hot pile of garbage. Now, I've taken these comments into consideration, and I've realized that you all are clearly jealous. I mean, here I am, gloating, not realizing that my brags feel like knife jabs in your collective sides. And for that, I am sorry. You don't need to feel bad anymore. I will stop parading my amazing life all around the neighborhood. In fact, I'm going on vacation. So if you need to reach me, just go down to my basement. I'll be in there. Wow, thank you so much, uh-huh. Belinda. Thank you, Belinda. No problem. Yeah. You know, I tried to squeeze you into my schedule. Oh, we appreciate it. Thank uh-huh. you very much. Very busy. You know what I really love, just right off the bat, uh-huh. I was struck by how distinct every chapter was. And yeah. you really went with getting one concise idea out there and then uh-huh. just moving right on. Oh, yeah. You know, I think this must have been something my father once told me. He said, you have the attention span of a rat. So mm-hmm. I try to approach things that way. If I have the attention span of a rat, Attention spat. Is that how you say it? Attention spat? Yeah, I think that's the attention the spat of a rat. Other people probably have even smaller attention spats. So that's why the chapters have to be mm, no more than two sentences, maybe. Mm. Sometimes three. So you're kind of like your book is like the Twitter of books. What's Twitter? Okay, great. Um, I think the average person, I read this in uh, uh, my friend Doug's bank magazine, Scientific. Oh, good. 
America, um, that the average human has the attention span of a, a drunk cockroach. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. So you're you're above them. Oh, yeah. My father loved me. I'm not surprised that he mm. gave me such a wonderful compliment. It's important to foster. What was your relationship like with your dad? Well, I saw him once every six months. Mm -hmm. And by saw him, I mean he'd send me a letter that said, please stop writing me letters. But I could tell from his handwriting what kind of person he looked like. You know, I could tell he had a strong jawline. Probably was no taller than five feet. Mm. All from that. All from that. Yeah, well, I took it uh, to a handwriting expert, and wow. for $5,000 per minute, I got a lot of good information. That's great. So there's, there's handwriting experts that, based on the handwriting, can draw you a oh, picture, sort of draw, like a caricature artist? Well, they won't draw you a picture, but they'll put some clip art That's together. Extra. Okay. Yeah. So like so, magazine clippings sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, like the eyes of somebody from somewhere, you know, the yeah. forehead of somebody else. But so it's if, very accurate. Okay, and so if you had to like compare your father to... Like a, a celebrity yeah. or something. Uh, what is, he looks which, like a mix of uh, Kate Moss and Gary Busey. Okay, very good. Wow. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Sounds like a great father. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I, I think don't it's mean just cool brag. that you guys sent letters back and forth. I uh, think the written, that form of correspondence is yeah. dying. And it's great it's, to see that kept alive. It truly is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel very lucky. So I had a question. Um, uh-huh. What what neighborhood do you live in, and sort of like what was the what brought you there? You know, you seem like in my mind like a kind of classic New Yorker. Yeah, oh, I live upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic New York. Yeah, yeah and we classic Hudson Valley. Yeah, I like to say you know that that really is the heart of America, upstate New York. We have our it's own the capital city of the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have our own Times Square. Do you know that? No. no. Yeah. Wow. I built it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I got a few posters. I put them up. I attached some Christmas lights to them. Oh, wow. And it's, uh, those lights are on 24 hours a day. So did the uh, the Times Square that you built yes. in upstate New York, did, uh-huh. did it have a similar sort of history of the Times Square of New York City? Like it was oh, sort of yeah. rough and in tough for a 80s, while. In the 80s, oh, and you had to clean swimming it with prostitutes. Oh, and then you had to clean it up. I, had, saying, to cl- yeah. I had to go Mayor Giuliani on them, and I shipped them all out That's to Chicago. Good. I think small town prostitutes are just the yeah. cutest thing. Oh well, you say that because you haven't you haven't encountered one. They're no, very vicious. Really, I've only oh, read about. Yeah. I assume that they're nicer because they're no, your neighbors. Oh no, no, no! Because the harsh livings of upstate New York really harden a prostitute. <laughs> a prostitute in New York City proper? Oh boy. That's that's like well, that's like living at the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, well, you got all your modern amenities and stuff, right? Yeah. And, uh, Starbucks conveniences. Bathrooms. Yeah, exactly. Starbucks bathrooms. Yeah, but not upstate. No. You might have to travel a couple miles oh, before you, before you find a Starbucks. It's the wilderness out there. Yeah. Wow. So I think the title of your book, "I'm Not the Saddest Woman yes. in the Neighborhood," not all in caps, and it's bolded and italicized. Yes. I yeah. see bazooka font. I can here. see. Yeah. Bazooka font. Yeah. Um, it kind of begs the question. Who is? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, if not you, then who? Yeah. I mean, I'll tell you right off the bat, I know exactly who it mm. is, and I think she needs to hear it. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay, Marjorie Mayweather. I knew it. Yeah. I had a feeling, yeah. She's got she's got three kids, a mm. husband. Oh, it's, uh, her clothes all come from Talbot's. see her every day. She waves to me. She says, how are you doing? Do you need some company? Uh, sounds like say, she's hiding something. I say, know? back off, Marjorie. Yeah. Relax, okay? Yeah. It's very condescending. Oh, she's, you know when you see people, and they don't even have to say anything. They just look so desperate while they're cleaning their yacht. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah that's uh. that's good that you... Uh, You've uh, set up boundaries with uh, Marjorie I because can't. you can't let her no. her stress be your stress. No, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah, I, she's always, you know, planning to go to the weekend to some birthday, you know, some barbecue, some vacation, and I just I look over there, her packing her bags, her whole family running out, getting in the car, and I just think, ugh. Sounds like it, she's trapped. It sounds prison. like she, it's a distraction. Uh, it sounds like she's, she's distracting built. herself. Yeah. God, that's that's really she sad. Doesn't I hope work. she gets help. Yeah. She, can you believe that she doesn't work? What does she do? Oh well, uh, it just, seems like, like from her schedule. Time? I think she she goes shopping. Uh, you know, she goes to spas and health clubs. She participates in a lot of community and mm. charity groups. And I just think it's such a shame, you know, that she doesn't have a place where she clocks into. Yeah, clocks out of. You know. Right. Where I, I read the, through a few more chapters, and you've got a, such a great support network. Oh. You've got the asylum you go to. You've yes. got all your friends who give you the pills. Oh, yes. The, yeah, the epilepsy it's, medication. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the thing is, those, listen, that's my job. Can you believe that? Yeah. I, I don't even know if I should call it work. Hey, if you love what you do, you don't oh, work a I day love, in your life. It's so, it comes so easy to me just swallowing yeah. those pills. And then letting those scientists write those notes as I'm in a windowless room. It's so easy. That's incredible. And it's Mm -hmm. brave that you're doing it because honestly, we need more. There's so many people who go out there seeking their fame and fortune saying, I want to be an architect. I want to treat children who have bone diseases. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, why don't you do something that needs to be done, like swallow all these pills. Exactly. And then to find out what epilepsy medication works best. You know, I am helping people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Although I did read on the, in your book that none of the medicine has helped. No, In fact, it seemed like I made it worse. No, most people's kidneys shut down. Yeah. Okay. And by most, I mean a hundred percent. Yeah. And by people you mean? I mean me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, but you got two of them. Just Get rid of them. Slide some napkins across if oh, you do want to mop up that foam. Your oh, call. Yeah. oh, I don't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> you almost look like you have a hole. big Santa-style beard. Yeah, um, which is fun for the holidays. It is. Yeah, it's very cheery. Santa. This. That's why the kids in the neighborhood love me. <laughs> They're always running away from Santa. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> That's the tradition. Yeah. Santa comes and steals your presents. And you yeah. just got to run. Yeah. You, I, you can't, come December, you can't go down one street in America without seeing kids just <laughs> running, running from, as fast as they can from oh, the other direction. Oh, yeah. you bet. Yeah. What a scary man in those lizard robes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's At least that's the story I've been told. Yeah. That's, I think, that's why I never celebrated Christmas. My mother said it was too scary, and too I, scary. I appreciate it. I'm sorry, but I think it's a lot for kids to take in, imagining a gigantic man with lizard yes. robes and a tongue that slits around and smells the air. <laughs> yes. Ugh, it's truly frightening. Then he comes into your home. Uh-huh. He shits in your know. bed. He shits in every bed in the home, or you have bad luck for a year. Ugh. And then Who you got it. Nobody needs that. That's why I prefer other holidays. I love mm. Purim. Purim's great. I love Purim. That's um the I believe that's a Hebrew holiday of remembering all the candles. Oh, I don't know. No, you just like the sound. I just like the name. I choose to celebrate it Purim. how I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I just get I get so many prunes in one room, and then I fall asleep on them. I just fill a room with prunes. 
religions, whatever you want it yeah. to be. <laughs> it really is. I feel spiritually cleansed uh-huh. by the end of it. Um, I oh. wanted to ask um, about your writing process. Oh, yeah. And what you, because I mean, clearly these are stories from your life, mm-hmm. but you're also pulling from generations of uh, fictive giants. Yeah, storytellers, mm-hmm. yeah, generations of mm-hmm. storytellers, yeah. Yeah, my process. Well, every morning I turn on Guiding Light. It's an incredible soap opera. It's been around since probably the beginning of time. Probably, yeah. Yeah, and so as I as I watch that, I sit and I gather napkins, you know, mm-hmm. trash from old bagels, you know, the wrappers mm-hmm. of old bagels, and I get a little um, eyeliner pencil because I find that those write more smoothly and i just start free writing have you ever heard of that you know where it's just you kind of write what's in your head you don't exercise it's an exercise no judgment yeah virginia wolf style oh who's who's that she walked into a river oh okay that's probably why i don't know loved lighthouses oh okay well (laughs) join the club right what makes her special (laughs) yeah uh hello who doesn't love a big tall rock with a light in it oh my god you throw a stone you hit someone who loves a lighthouse yeah that's what i always say or at least seven years in jail yeah Yeah. so yeah Yeah. um anyways yeah so then i kind of put them together and then i send them to my editor and he makes sense of them and who's your editor oh again a faceless nameless man okay yeah there's a lot of those in your life Faceless, nameless man. And I prefer it that way. It lets my imagination and my creativity run free. Yeah, Yeah, you get to picture what they might look like. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Um, So your your book, I'm not the saddest woman in the I'm not the saddest woman in the neighborhood. It's spent a lot of money on that bold. Yeah. Well, yeah. You got to pay extra if it's something you you believe in. Um, Oh yeah. yeah. But so it seems embossed. Yeah. When you run your finger on it. It's actually about an it's inch ra- It's ra- Not <laughs> is raised up about an it's inch. It's very thick. It doesn't fit in any uh, bags or satchels. No, or, it's too, or even bookshelves. No. They don't put it on the shelf. No. They tell me for that reason. Yeah, yeah that's the only yeah, reason the it's only not reason. Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Well, or Amazon. Well, it's speak, in borders. Speak, speaking of uh, you know getting your books on shelves uh-huh. at, at uh, bookstores and yes. stuff, it seems like your book is very pointed and directed at the other people in your neighborhood. So I guess, is that the audience you're trying to attract with this book? Well, here's the thing. As an author, you have to write for a specific audience. Yeah. You know? And then hopefully other people can come. And hopefully, but the thing is, if you're speaking truly to even a small group of people, you know, others will understand. Mm -hmm. I am sure there are other women in other neighborhoods who feel like they are being wrongfully mm. understood. Yeah. So yes, my entire book is filled with specifics that would make no sense to somebody who doesn't live in Binghamton, New York. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. In particularly a small cul-de-sac off of 1732 Willier Drive, Binghamton, New York. Mm-hmm. In fact, you probably have to live in a house next to mine to really understand anything that I Marjorie's reference. Marjorie's house. Yeah, yeah Marjorie's yeah. house. I guess mostly it was written for Marjorie. Yeah, yeah. I do at times say, if you're not Marjorie, you're not going to get this next part, but so be it. You know I mean? Yeah, there's a lot of shout outs too. It's just yeah. like yeah. Uh, you have a really biting line and then in parentheses, hey Marjorie, suck on that. Yeah. That's right. You the also bag. You also have a, a sort of a warning at the beginning of your novel uh, that any names or likenesses to any real people was absolutely intentional. Uh, yeah. yeah. Not only that, it's filled with trigger warnings. <laughs> oh, the whole book, oh, I, you every can't, chapter. You can't throw a stone without hitting a trigger warning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that, and that is because I know a lot of people are sensitive, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I filled it with that. Uh, and well, Marjorie, it, I know, you know, she's 
it's tough because just from reading your book, um, her two husbands before her current husband both died in Iraq. Yeah. And mm-hmm. her kids, they ran away. They came back. They ran away again. They came yeah. back. And yeah, she's every Monday, and then they come back on Friday. Yeah, they, I, yeah I heard that her children would usually camp. run away uh, at uh, 8 a.m., yeah. and then oh, they'd return by like 3 p.m. Well, not on the weekends, but yeah, uh, the weekdays, which It's nice must and be it's hard. consistent, but I'm sure it's yeah, still brutal. I, I would never watch You have to go through like that, that heartbreak five days oh. a week. That's No wonder she's emotionally unstable. That's why she always looks so awake. The saddest is that she claims to get strength from her faith, and it's just like... Give it up, what Marge. What is that? What is that? Yeah. What are you doing? It's, yeah. it, all, it breaks my heart to see someone so broken continue to exist. Yeah. yeah. So I keep sending a letters. I say, if you want to end it, here's how you do it, yeah. Marjorie. Yeah. You keep writing her suicide yeah, notes for her. I like, do. let me let me you know ease some of the burden on what and you have to do. Every time she invites me over for Thanksgiving, I come over and I demand to read one of them. I'm thankful for, I say, this suicide note that I wrote for Marjorie. And Do she you have keeps... any suicide notes? Yes, I have <laughs> one right here. Here, let me, just one second. Okay. <clears throat> to who it may concern, this is me, Marjorie, not Belinda, not once again. It's very bold. What I've done is I've, I've, I've just written over and over like and over. Macaroni. Again. Yeah, it's mac- glued I've glued macaroni it. and I've colored it black. I'm not Marjorie. And here's the thing. I know it's time for me to go because I've got nothing but sadness and pain. So I'm going to give up all my sweaters, give up all my sensible capri pants, and I'm going to um, I'm going to give my yacht to uh, to Belinda. I'm dead. The end. Wow! Yikes! Yeah, what a cry for help. Yeah, it's <laughs> beautiful. She's yeah. Um, have you ever considered maybe getting her on that yacht and just pushing it into the ocean? I sleep in it. Great. Yeah. She doesn't know that. She has no idea. Why would she? Yeah, You're just ready for whenever she oh. gets on to just drive it out into yeah. the ocean without she, her knowing. This is how dumb she is. All right, I get into that yacht every night and there is a sandwich there ready for me. Okay, There is oh. milk there ready for me. And it's like, you, pardon <laughs> you my dummy. language, you fucking idiot. Yeah, fucking idiot. You know you're leaving I'm the sleeping food out, idiot. Right? Uh, Anybody can get it. With a note that says, enjoy, I hope you're doing oh, okay. Oh, what a dumb idiot. <laughs> what an idiot. Hey, 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 hey Marjorie, uh, I got a note for you. Lock up your sandwiches. <laughs> uh, Hasn't she ever heard of a refrigerator? Yeah. Jesus. Ugh, it's oh. so She's getting played. Sad. She's getting yeah. played. She's getting Your played. ocean's elevening her yes. every single night. A hundred percent. Um, I always steal something. Since we are, we're kind of coming to the close of our interview, okay. I just wanted to hear, um, knowing that you are a woman with a rich and full life, oh, um, yes. what's your kind of plan for the rest of the day? What does a, a day in the life of Belinda oh, look sure. like? Yeah, well, I've got um, I got to fill, fill my summer hat with old raisins, and that usually takes about most of the day, because I love old raisins, so I keep eating them, so I can never really fill my summer hat to the mm. brim. Uh you know, one in the hat, one in the mouth. One in the, yeah. and then two in the mouth, yeah. negative in the hat. Yeah, at some point you're eating the hat. It's a, yeah. yeah, so then I got to go get a no, new hat. If they don't hat. want us to eat the hat, don't make it out of great leather. Exactly. So then I got to knock on Marjorie's door and I say, I got to say, give me another hat. <laughs> and, and she she's does so like an dumb, idiot. she'll do it. <laughs> yeah. He's what so a, stupid. What a <laughs> yeah, with the tag even still on. It's as if she's buying them for me because she knows I'm coming to get them. Ugh. 
it's so sad. Pathetic, the things so, people do to be liked. Uh-huh. And I'm like, it, so then I get it, I fill it again, and then I leave it on the windowsill because it's cheaper than having plants. Yeah. That's going to be that's gonna be the week, I think. Yeah, that's a big, busy, full week. Yeah. Um, I'd also like to sort of on a sad note just say I'm, I'm really sorry you lost your uh, pumpkin filled with you. Must be tough. It is tough, but again, I... I have such a strong support center that when I found the neighborhood children putting straws in the pumpkin and drinking the Yoo-Hoo out of it, I I could step back and I could think to myself, they're sad, they're jealous. They don't, they they want to know what it's like to be a mother. They want what you got so bad that they're willing to drink it. Exactly. So, you know, I went back to uh, burrowing uh, my sticks in the bushes. Yeah, you, all you can do is just get back to life hey, and it's try a, to. Um, right. It's a mother's intuition. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. So uh, finally, would you like to leave our listeners with any words of wisdom or advice for writing, or just a mantra to go? I by? just again, I'm just going to talk to Marjorie directly because I think she's the one that needs the most help. Okay. So, uh, Marjorie, this is directly to you. Look, stop sending me gift baskets, all right? Because I don't want them. I'm going to keep eating them, and then I'm going to send you back the trash because you can't buy my love. Oh, and then as far as writing goes, uh, write whatever you want. Who cares? <laughs> also, you uh, uh, it's not ready yet, but it, it should be out soon, your your book of Marjorie's suicide notes. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. So it's people should be on, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, be uh-huh. on the lookout for that, everyone. It, it's nice. It's kind of a Mad Lib sort of thing. So if you need to plug out Marjorie's name, you can put your own. Or, right. or Method or, of Death. Yeah, or yeah. some or a friend's name, whatever you need. It's more of a useful tool than yeah. a novel, really. Well, it's also it also will come in handy if uh, anyone in your life, uh, you know, were to uh, commit suicide without leaving a note. Oh, you can always you just fill out. Choose. You just fill out the note and then leave it's it exactly. And it maybe makes uh, the people That's that are in their life such a time yeah. saver. Yeah, because mm-hmm. of all the people in my life who have killed. <laughs> You do have an unusually high number of people who have killed themselves. No, I would not say unusually high. Just my immediate family. All of them have killed themselves. Yeah, but none of them left notes, and I have to spend. I've had to dedicate my life to trying to figure out why. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, I'm. I do not. I'm I'm a writer, not a detective. Okay. Yeah, and oddly enough, it's it's always been while in the room with you. Yeah, it's done it every year on my birthday. You see, it's it's as if. You could ask him. You know that Queen song, Another One Bites the Dust? I'm sick of it. Wow. That is, well, at least you know it's coming, right? Yeah, That's well, nice. you think so. Every year they surprise me. Wow. Yeah, they, are, they, I, they find a way. They're like, way. somebody's like, hey, let's go to the zoo today, Michael. And I'm like, great, this will be fun out of the house. Nothing's going to happen. Next thing I know, I look over, my cousin Roger's neck deep in a tiger. Oh, no. Which was really, un- what was really unfortunate was uh, last year when you. You know, uh, you came home, mm. you turn on the lights, and they all said surprise. <laughs> and all three of your brothers killed themselves. <laughs> yeah, because you know what? The light switch, I switched on. Socket went directly into their mouth. Like the Lester <laughs> oh. on the Adam's Well, you got to call your electrician about that. That's yeah. poorly Honestly, installed. Honestly, that might have that just been an accident. I'm, yeah, that <laughs> might have. that one was an, an electrical accident. But you know what? We're not here to talk about me and, honestly, my... Pets are my rock, mm. and my mm. son is my rock. Oh, I know. And what about is your that. pet rock? Uh, my pet rock is just my lover. Because mm. you know what I say, you gotta hump something. That's right. Yeah. 
no have man it is an tattooed on your neck. Yeah, just <laughs> below where my sweater hangs. Uh-huh. And I just want the listeners to know I'm wearing a large frumpy sweater as if I'm a college freshman listening to Bell and Sebastian curled up with a cup of tea, mm. the low neckline, and it's like three sizes too big. Because um, I've got room to grow in my mind and in my heart. And where all the muscles should be on yeah. your body. My doctor said my muscles are fleeing. Oh no! Yeah, I only I only drink yogurt. Uh, oh, you get oh, so you let it like get real warm, mm-hmm. so you don't have to have to use a spoon. It's warm, and I swirl it constantly. Okay, um, and that's then a, I just that's pfft, a, down yeah. in one, uh, which is good. It's good for me, and it's slimming. Uh huh. But the muscles just waste right away. Oh well, who needs them? Not me. I haven't lifted anything. Mm-hmm. As long as you can uh, turn. Pages of a good book. Oh, that's all you yeah. need. Yeah. That's exactly and That's what right. I make my son do for me. So it works out great. Well, Belinda, thank you so much for thank coming so on. Thank you. Um, knowing True. that this isn't going to be released for several months, is there anything that you'd want to plug um, for yourself or a friend of yours? Oh, yeah. My friend. Well, I don't even know if she's a friend because she's so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's this woman who has this Instagram called Natasha Wears Clothes. Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty terrible. But, you know, if you got a second, check it out. Great. great. Natasha Wears Clothes on Instagram. Yeah. You sad portraits of a woman at the end of her rope. Yes. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much, you. Belinda. True pleasure. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as we enjoyed conversing it. Yeah. Such a such a pleasure having Belinda on the show, reading from her book. I'm not the saddest woman in the neighborhood. And I, for one, believe her. Yeah. And I kind of, it's a little late now, but I just want to say that the conversation contains some pretty heavy topics about suicide and death and um, sabotage. So if you are listening and you're young, just try not to let it affect you. Yeah. Because we can't ask you to, yeah, like you said, it's too late to ask the listener to not listen. If you're thinking about listening to it again. Maybe not. If it triggers anything in you. Right. Or if you have a kid, don't like push them away. F- yeah. Just for push your listening. children as hard as you can out of the way, out of the room. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Um, so you'll be seeing her book soon. Uh, she assured us that yep. it's uh, going to be all over the place. Yeah. And um, so Colin, um, what's your goal for this next week? Uh, this next week, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping to, hoping to find a $20 bill on the ground. Uh, that would make life a lot easier. Uh, and you know, just, uh, keep writing, keep Mm. reading, Mm. keep looking for money in trash cans. Yeah. I guess my goal for the week is just to find those kids eating all those hot dogs and see if I can't get one. Why do they need them all? 15 share the wealth so thank you so much for listening to literati i've been michael wolf i've been colin o'brien and don't forget to keep Keep reading reading. a book or a magazine or a pamphlet brochure um if you're not reading street signs remind yourself hey gotta read gotta read read, yeah but like try to like see the words spelled out in your mind then you're kind of half reading think it but see the words and we have t-shirts with that slogan on them. Gotta read, gotta read, gotta read. 
mm-hmm. the literati t-shirt thank you so much This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com.